0: oh should we get this over with i don't think we're gonna go that long no i can't it's gonna be our first 15 uh, minute episode uh, oops
1: oops all tangents
0: (laughs) oops all (laughs) tangents just like we usually do when we don't like the album very much yep oh boy all right here we go strap in folks Well, now that we have the pleasantries out of the way. <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome to, I uh, think, Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm sick.
1: I'm Cameron DeWitt, and uh, I'm sick of Eminem again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <coughs> so, last week was really exciting, because for the first time since his first album,
0: you the mean when we didn't have an episode? That was really exciting. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure our listeners really appreciate it. Let's
1: do it again. It's real soon. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, last oh. time y'all heard from us, Eminem made a good album that we talked about. Yeah. And this week. It's the content if- of it was good, and uh-huh. th- the music of it was good, and the flow of it was really good. Right. And yeah. then this this week, we listened to Encore, and uh, I guess he was mostly on pills when he recorded this, and it's very, um, well, you could say it was effortless. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So it's like he, <laughs> very
1: not edited. He's not trying at all. It's not even that offensive, if I remember right. It was it's just sort of like uh poorly conceived.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, like um so he's he he did a good album last time with good music and good lyrics, and this new album it presupposes what if all of that but bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: I get that an encore set isn't necessarily supposed to be better.
0: Are you kidding? Most of the acts these days like, save all their big singles for the encore, you know? Oh, uh, well, I don't necessarily...
1: That's not necessarily what I go to a show for to see all the singles,
0: right? Well, you know Whatever. what? I like, I, I'm I tired of like this like CFL encore bullshit, Cameron. I'm popping off here. We're we're having everyone strap in for the first tangent of the episode, first and only tangent. Yep. You know what, Cameron? I'm tired of these, these fucking mus- so called musicians with their encores. Just play mm-hmm. the fucking songs. Don't make this like weird song and dance, as as it were and pretend like you're going away and that you're like tinkerbell and that if we believe in you hard enough you'll come back out and play all the songs (laughs) that we actually want to hear it's like fuck you just play the damn songs and leave don't make Um, me sit through this
1: i'm really glad you're bringing this up uh from a real honest place and not just trying to drum up like (laughs) conflict and and content for (laughs) for the sake of uh, us filling out time on this album that we don't want to talk about. See
0: Cameron, I, you're being ironic, but I actually do kind of feel this way. I was like, fuck really? this. Like, okay. yeah, like, fuck this, so uh, I was at a show. Bullshit.
1: I was at a show last night. Um, Jonathan Roberts and I, uh, chief, chief justice, John oh, name Roberts dropper and I, over here. Um, <laughs> we uh, we were, in Portland, watching Homeboy Sandman, uh, a rapper that I am not super familiar that's with, that's Mister Sandman a little to you, uh huh. And he's really good and really charming, and everyone should go check him out. Um, but he finished his set and walked off stage, and no one even, no one even made a, an effort at all to oh. like to have him encore. And, mean, it, and the audience was, didn't yeah like there is no there is nothing oh shit and i was just sort of like are we gonna are we gonna do the thing <laughs> 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 are we i re uh <laughs> yeah uh it was kind of a bummer i don't know i like the pageantry i like the pretense
0: huh um yeah that i mean th- that sucks <laughs> That poor guy, Mr. Sandman, is just like, what do you even do? Yeah, he comes back out, and he's like, I'm here to bring you a dream, y'all.
1: Yeah, everyone should check out, he has this song in his 2016 album, I forget what it's called, but it's just called God, and it's a song about, I don't know how much he's in love with God, which is like a, a real thing roomy that sh- kind of thing. Yeah, kind of, but in a it's it's something that as as an atheist, I sh- I shouldn't and as someone who's sort of recovering from religion, I should be a, kind of turned off by, but it's so charming. But instead charming.
0: you're turned on by.
1: Yeah, no, I really like it and I feel like it's held really loosely and um it's just I don't know. Everyone should go check that song out. Um, there's this one point where he says, where he raps, "Only God can judge me, but God would never judge me. God loves me." <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's so,
0: that's so nice. I mean, it's nice, but that's like literally the main thing God does. Like if you read the Bible, um, he's I constantly mean, constantly judging left, we'll right, didn't, center.
1: He didn't say like he's he's definitely not laying out like a. Like a religion-specific god.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: he was talking about Loki, <laughs> the uh. Norse god of mischief and oh, superhero villain. So
0: mischievous.
1: Well, um, are you excited to talk about songs?
0: Oh God!
1: Is there any other backup uh, background that we can talk about? Oh yeah, um,
0: there's um. There's some pretty fun fun little tidbits about this album. Uh, at time of recording, it's, uh, it's from 2004, so two years after the Eminem show. Uh, so he thought it was going to be his final album, which is why it's called Encore, I guess. Huh. Um, uh, about the album's reception, this is from Wikipedia. Eminem said, quote, I'm cool with probably half that album. I recorded that towards the height of my addiction. I remember yeah. four songs leaked, and I had to go to L.A. and get Dre and record new ones. I was in a room by myself writing songs in 25, 30 minutes because we had to get it done. And what came out was so goofy. That's how I ended up making songs like rain man and big weenie. They're pretty out there. If those other songs hadn't leaked on car would have been a different album.
1: Uh, there was another interview with Rolling Stone where he says that, uh, at the end of the recording, uh, that's when the wheels were coming off every day. I had a pocket full of pills and I would just go into the studio and goof off. Oh damn. Yeah. Um, did you watch any of the music videos? No. I'm making a point to watch the music videos because he makes a lot of music videos and um huh. it's just very transportive. It feels so profoundly early 2000s.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. He apparently like really slams Michael Jackson pretty hard in one of these music videos, right?
1: Yes, man, we'll talk about that. I watched it and took a took
0: a few notes interesting
1: <clears throat> well let's uh let's jump in
0: if we have to the first are we just gonna do this curtains up thing or are we just gonna fucking skip it
1: um so you have sound
0: samples for
1: it uh yeah I don't remember what I said but
0: I just you said this is obnoxious up s- right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh this is evil deeds yeah this isn't curtains up
1: yeah so Uh, yes it is obnoxious he just does that over and over again he has like a he'll just repeat the last phrase or word for most of this song like that uh and often it doesn't it's it's not anything that would merit being repeated and it benefits from being repeated not at all uh mama had a baby and it's head popped, off, head popped off 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 mama don't want me the next thing i know i'm getting dropped off getting
0: dropped off etc like it's like mm-hmm. that the whole time and Great. uh should we listen yeah. to a, a sound sample including part of the chorus yes little lamb, little lamb had a Satan spawn Satan spawn
2: mama why do they keep saying this i just don't understand The it's not a rhyme. I know not nope. Seeding...
0: Yep. I so, kinda, yeah, it's annoying. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, and I guess this song is just about how like his upbringing has caused him to be the way he is, which is um, problematic. Um,
0: it's all and, his mom's fault.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't like really. I don't know. He's using language like the Satan's spawn and things like that, um, and it's like he's he's kind of like feeling sorry for himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just kind of uh, flaccid.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I don't know really what to say about it. It's like uh. Oh, he does have this weird line he says, pred- uh he's got this he starts talking about how much he hates the word predominantly He says predominantly predominantly everything's always predominantly predominantly white, predominantly black. well, what about me? Where does that leave me? Well, I guess that I'm between predominantly both of them
1: No, you're not <laughs> I <was> gonna, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, Um, you can make that case about someone who is biracial, maybe, but m &M? Uh, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a moment in the
0: end of this
1: track where there's a gunshot, and then, like, a crowd of people panicking. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, pretty upsetting. Like, I didn't take a sound sample of it, because I thought it was just as good to describe it. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. and I don't know why they did that.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. It's, is it the pills? Because yeah, it doesn't probably. like lead into the next song either. No. The All next right. song well, called should we Never lead Enough. into the next song? Ah, man, that was such a good segue for me. This song's called Never Enough
2: and when you face me with all the shit you've been saving to say to me you had all this time to think about it now don't pussy out and try to about face me because i've been patiently waiting for the day that we finally meet in the same place to see
0: no matter how many battles i've been
2: eating one, no matter how many magazines on my nuts no matter
0: how many mcs i eat <laughs> oh, <it's never> <laughs> <laughs> mcs on my nuts or sorry magazines hey. on my nuts
1: yeah, I th- I think that hooks kind of catchy, at least musically. Yeah, I like I like the sort of low pitch growl.
0: Yeah, and he's like hitting. He's um, sounds like a little bit vocodered. So he's like yeah, the the vocoder is like hitting a, a lower note at the same time.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, um, what is this song about, Nathan?
0: This is a song about how uh, he's so successful, but no matter how successful he is, it's never enough. And instead of that being a tragedy, it's played as like more braggadocio. It's like I'm so great and successful that I'll still be even more successful because I'm so driven.
1: Yeah, uh, when I hit the heavenly gates, I'll be cool beside Jay Z. Um, he's foretelling Jay-Z's death.
0: Yeah, God. (laughs) Uh, Hey, hey, you might get the Secret Service called on you for threatening Jay-Z like they did about the president, apparently. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, And that's not even...
0: Yeah, this is on uh, song number 21, which we may or may not get to. The Secret Service investigated Eminem uh, because he said he doesn't work for dead presidents. He'd just as soon see the president dead. This is uh, when George W. Bush is in the White House.
1: Wait, does that really happen? So, what? He he really gets that, investigated? Yeah. Or that's a, in one of the songs.
0: No, it's he gets investigated. Yeah, it's on oh, Wikipedia. And if you can't trust what you read on Wikipedia, what can you trust?
1: I mean, if you can't say that you wish death upon the president, uh, then <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what you can say. I feel I feel like that's reasonable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're not saying, I'm going to kill the president. Don't snip that sound sample out of context, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but if you say, man, I, I, I wish the president would just drop dead today.
1: I'm going to put in the learning links uh, and isolated. Nathan <laughs> <like, laughs> say, I'm going to kill the president.
0: <laughs> just put a link that says, evidence. <laughs>
1: um. So, did you see that video that ostensibly was... I think it was the Ayatollah of Iran. That's like the president, right. Or the religious leader, Uh, the main, I don't know. It's all kind of, I don't understand the structure. One of the very important men in Iran, um, uh, uh, after, uh, the assassination, um, that we sweated about so much a couple weeks ago. And I honestly haven't thought much about since and seems to have sort of, (laughs) uh, people are thinking about other things, at least around these parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, there was a video of him and the tr- translation said that he was saying, hey, when we say death to America, we're not talking about like American civilians or like everyday Americans. They, we don't have an issue with them. We just mean like the system and like the, um, the
0: like. Uh, well, right. Cause they said death the the to America, right? Not death to Americans.
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. What a like. What a distinction to make, and I kind of appreciate that. And yeah. I feel kind of the same way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously yeah. there's I death don't know. to America a to you,
1: <laughs> and also to you. There's is that my phone? Oh, it's just telling me to call uh, the P's and Q's market for the to tell them I'm coming to the jam, but I'm not coming to the jam. I'm doing this. Ha ha! Tr- I tricked uh, them. Ha uh-huh. ha! Anyway, uh, I <laughs> uh, I kind of appreciated that. Um, yeah, um, I'm not saying I uh, approve of the Iranian government because <laughs> it sounds like they honestly suck a lot too, uh, and they used to be cool and now they're not
0: well they were cool up until uh us and the british uh forcibly deposed all their cool people and yes murdered them i forget if we literally assassinated all the cool people or not <sighs> so because of that death to america
1: yep well so we... i think i have a sound sample oh of uh, some flow yeah that th- I like. it
0: says this is pretty great flow
2: Racing, And I can give a fuck what category you place me Long as when I'm pushing up daisies And gone as long as you place me Amongst one of them greats When I hit the heavenly gates I'll be cool beside Jay-Z he,
1: he keeps that going for a really long time Like this Not rhyme scheme But like he uh, A hemiola style Rhyme scheme Where like he's making the A sound um In various Places in the form, um, yeah, he does that for like the entire verse, um, but in a way that doesn't feel monotonous because he keeps changing it up. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. He obviously, uh, this is one of the ones that was not uh, that was not leaked. I'm assuming because it actually sounds so. like a well-conceived song,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. As a, as another little fun little item, uh, I think. Is it this one where he basically says that he's retiring and he's handing the torch off to Fifty Cent? Oh, is it this one? He definitely yeah, does. Say doesn't that. he
1: sign Fifty Cent?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's he seems to be pals with him. Um, huh. He guests on one of Fifty Cent's songs on his really famous album. <clears throat> Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't really know anything about Fifty Cent. Didn't he do in the club?
0: I think so. Ah. Yeah, I have only ever listened to him uh casually, surface level. Right. okay. It was it was the last song, actually, the previous song, Evil Deeds. He says, okay. So please God, give me the strength to have what it takes to carry on till I pass fifty, back the baton, the camera's on, my soul is gone. Huh. Um
1: Uh I think we'll probably talk about Yellowbrick Road for a while. I think it's an in- an Interesting song.
0: Okay, let's talk about it.
2: I might slide. You may call it a pass. I call it hauling my ass through that patch of grass over them railroad tracks. Oh, them railroad tracks, them old railroad tracks, and good old notorious, so well known tracks. So let's go back. Follow the yellow brick road as we go on another episode. Of this Journey with me as I take it through the sniffy little place that I want you to call.
1: See, there's something about the hooks in this album where he's he's definitely playing with he, he's being very syncopated in his delivery, but it it's it somehow doesn't feel right. Like the phrasing of that feels clunky to me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know why. Um we've talked about this before, but um I feel like the uh the king of this or the queen of this, I guess would be like, uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, and the way that she sings things that rhythms that could not be transcribed. Uh, like they're, she just squeezes so many lyrics into, uh, into a musical form and she's playing an instrument and it just, just has a totally separate rhythmic delivery delivery from what she's playing. And it's like kind of incredible. And, Eminem has moments like that all the time too. Right. Um, but yeah, just not in this album. So
0: Eminem's pretty similar to Joni Mitchell.
1: Uh yeah, I mean in some ways, I think so. Yep. I think they're both master lyricists.
0: Now, Cameron, if uh if Joni Mitchell were to have a, a uh, an alter ego, okay. sort of like Slim Shady, what do you think uh <laughs> she might be called?
1: I mean but <laughs> Um <laughs> Old Black Jazz Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that's what the the character's name was called, but it was certainly... That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. What was... Um, I, now I have to look it up. Let's see. That was on... Was that Hissing of Summer Lawns? Joni Mitchell, Blackface. Yeah.
1: Uh, linked in the Learning Links. Oh, boy.
0: Um. Huh. Alter. Well, it, it's... Wow, this is... It's like not even mentioned on the Wikipedia article. Hey, do you have we
1: talked about this? Do you know who else did has done blackface and people aren't really
0: talking about? Um, Ted Danson. Oh my god, is that true? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's so true. No! Uh, oh. Apparently, well, he he was dating Whoopi Goldberg at the time, um, and he addressed. Oh, it was bad. It was like some was it an NAACP event or something? No. Uh way. yeah, Ted Danson gets dressed up in like ridiculous blackface and like an afro wig and just gets up and drops the n-word and talks about like watermelon and stuff and Dear lord. Like how he and he brought Whippy home to his parents and then they had like a bunch of loud sex or something. Like it's really rough and I think at a certain point, Ted Danson realizes it's not going over well. And he like kind of looks back off stage to Whoopi. And he said, if I recall you saying, you said, I dare you. So uh-huh. he and her cooked up this like weird stunt thing where right. Ted Danson was going to put on blackface and drop the N-word in a room like full of black people. <laughs> like, what the Man, fuck? You do you know said? if he like apologized for <laughs> that? <or? laughs> I think he apologized for it oh boy oh speaking Um, of blackface I figured out what uh Joni Mitchell's alter ego uh it's on Don Juan's reckless daughter (laughs) her reputed alter ego a black hipster named Art Nouveau oh god that's very bad (laughs) don't have done that uh Uh,
1: make a time machine (laughs) yeah um no both the late night jimmies
0: both the late night jimmies yeah, they both done blackface. Oh, shit, really? Uh, Jimmy Kimball's and Jimmy... Who's the other Fallone. one? Fallon. Jimmy James? Jimmy John's. Jimmy Stallone? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon.
1: Um, yeah, they both did blackface. Oh, right. Um, Wait, Jimmy yeah, Fallon I, did? I, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, I forget who it was. Jimmy Fallon. Was it one of the Chris's? Um it's been a while since I watched it. Jimmy Fallon, blackface. If I remember right, the blackface bit that he did, it was definitely coming out of a place of, um, you know, he loves doing impressions. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was more of like an artful thing for him. Obviously, you still shouldn't do it. Right. But like, I think it was done out of a weird, like, misguided sense of like, this is my craft. I'm like just doing a character. You know. Right. Um. Once again, not excusing it. I'm just, like, I'm interested in why people make these decisions, you know. Uh, But um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, just did, like, a a basketball player. Oh, no. um, And in blackface. And just, like, spoke in a really dumb Shaq-esque voice, you know. And, like just said a bunch of stupid things. And it was like a straight up, like Jim Crow, like, Oh yeah. It like it's really bad. Oh, that's, and you can find videos of it. So rough. Yeah. And I don't think they've made any like Nick Cannon's like, um, call them out on it a bunch, but I don't know of any actual,
0: Wait, who's Nick Cannon. Do I, I, that name sounds familiar.
1: He's like a, I think he was a Nickelodeon star and he did some movies um and had a music career like he was in drumline i never saw drumline but ah. um uh but uh yeah uh so yeah our society is fucked <laughs> it's really fucked <laughs> yeah.
0: oh no there's a wikipedia article list of entertainers who performed at blackface oh great there should be <laughs> i know but it's gonna be so long Oh, no, it's it's broken down alphabetically. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh,
1: Billy Crystal, he did Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, he did. Oh, Notoriously. Wait,
0: they put Um, Ma Rainey in there?
1: Huh. uh, Similarly, right now, um, I mean, this is to a lesser extent, obviously, uh, but... um, Mm.
0: Bill Monroe, the um, the founder of Bluegrass, did blackface? Well, I'm
1: not surprised at that. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) It's
0: not surprising at all.
1: Uh, Uncle Earl, uh, Raina Gellert. They they didn't do blackface. This is not as bad. (laughs) That's good. Um, Raina Gellert, uh, Abigail Washburn... um, the most notable members that I that I know of, they did this uh, video where they played this old time tune Strickly and Strick of Fat," which is a great old time c tune. Yeah. Um, but they they made this music video that um, sort of combined um, kung fu movie pastiche with old time music and Irish clogging, um, huh. and the whole thing's just very corny on purpose. Um, but uh, recently, um, my friend Sasha, who's a Um, Chinese American old time player, uh, just like posted about this in like one of these old time forums and was like, Hey, uh, as a Chinese American, uh, old time player, like this sucks to see this, like, um, they should take this down. This is terrible. Right. (laughs) Um, like, uh, because it was, you know, doing a lot of the the old tropes of, like, having bad du- dubbing and, like, being really silly and not being very reverent. And then, you know, it inc- like, the whole conversation about it was, like, a lot of people are jumping on board and saying, like, yeah, it's always bugged me, too. Like, but then other people are like, well, this is clearly a pastiche and a parody of Kung Fu, not of Chinese culture and like huh. do we have to say that Kung Fu itself is like that kung fu cinema itself is like fucked, you know, and um and uh yeah my friend is just like uh my grandma was Kung Fu master she'd probably be pissed about this too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, like um etc. Uh but yeah it's like I think what we sort of need right now is just some people making actually really good uh, apologies and finding ways to make amends. Um, People keep calling, uh, people keep talking about cancel culture, but I don't feel like people are talking about good apology culture because it doesn't really exist yet. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like, in a a big public way. And it's like, well, yeah, like, what if... uh, what if we develop this and some people sort of pave the way for just saying, oh yeah, that did suck. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I should have known. And now I do. And uh, yeah. Um, And because there are so many things that you can, you can keep making art after doing if you make the right apology and act right, Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know, but it's like, if you make a bad apology or a sorry, you were offended apology. Right. It's like Louis CK. Like, it's like no one actually really believes that he's like, <laughs> turn things around, which is why it sucks that he's still working and like doing yeah. comedy, you know? Cause it's like, well, show us that you actually understand. And then there's probably a, a bunch of people who would be ready to actually forgive you if you made a convincing apology and found some way to do work that like lifted up the kinds of people or the specific people that you not only, uh, sexually not assaulted, but like harassed, but also like, um, tried to bury under a mound of like, like you, you used all of your power to like keep them silent, you know? Yeah. Anyway,
0: literally ruined the careers of people who dared to, uh, like, uh, show him any resistance and like, you know, talk back yeah
1: well i don't i don't remember how we got into that conversation but that's actually a pretty good transition into this next song
0: it is actually yeah because eminem uh addresses one of the songs that was dug up by people um this is i i did a little did a little reading about this it's a complicated thing where he had like some sort of beef with this record label or other person. And they were involved in this magazine and the magazine dredged up these two songs. Um, one of them in which Eminem allegedly says the N word. Um, they Eminem and his management never acknowledged it apparently. And there are people who say it's just an impersonator. Um, huh? Yeah. But there is a song that Eminem did uh acknowledge it's called uh ol what's it called all something all foolish pride and yeah. uh the lyrics did you read the
1: lyrics for that yeah i did
0: the lyrics are available yeah. on the genius <laughs> it's pretty rough <laughs> it's pretty rough he talks about how you should never date black girls because they're bad for they just it. want your money they want your money they're bad for all these reasons and you should never ever date black girls Also, don't take these things out of context, (laughs) (laughs) Dicelys. Yeah. Um, And Eminem directly addresses it here in this song. Do you want to read the the lyrics where he talks about it?
1: Yes. And I have those lyrics right in front of me. I thought you were. Okay, no, here it is. I was trying to avoid straining my voice. Okay. uh, Which reminds me. Back in 89, me and Kim broke up for the first time. She was trying to two-time me. And there was this black girl at our school who thought I was cool because I rapped. So she was kind of eyeing me. And oh, the irony, guess what her name was? I'm assuming it was Kim. Ain't even going to say it. Plus the hair color, uh, the color the same color hair as hers and blue contacts and a pair of jugs, the bombest goddamn girl in our whole school, if I could pull her... Not only would I become more popular, but I would be able to piss Kim off at the same time, but it backfired. I was supposed to dump her, but she dumped me for this black guy, and that's the last time I ever seen or heard or spoke to the old Foolish Pride girl. That's the name of the song that the, right. um, yeah, uh, the girl is the subject of. But I've heard people say they heard the tape, and it ain't that bad, but it was. Like he's saying that people said that it ain't that bad. And he says, but it was, I singled out a whole race. And for that, I apologize. I was wrong. But then he says a weird, <laughs> he kind of turns it around in a weird way. He says, cause no matter what color a girl is, she's still, uh, and then I think he says whore or is Ho, cut off I think from saying whore or uh,
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's <laughs> so, uh. Uh, he had me in the first half not gonna lie when he says like people say it ain't that bad but it is that bad and I never should have done it I apologize I was wrong I was like wow Eminem you're displaying a lot of maturity and then he's like and all women are hoes and I was like okay (laughs) fuck you
1: yeah he's he's saying oh oh, oh, no 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 I'm not actually racist or I apologize for the racism but I do mean the sexism
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I am deeply deeply misogynistic and I will never apologize for it yeah cool (laughs) Cool, cool, cool! Great, great, great!
1: Yeah, uh, the the beginning of this verse I think is really interesting. Um, he's well, he, uh, this is in a Rolling Stone interview. I should read this. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved the X Clan's first album, To the East, Blackwards, nineteen ninety. Brother Jay was an MC that I was afraid of lyrically. His delivery was so confident, but he also made me feel like an outcast, calling us polar bears. Even as militant as Public Enemy were, they never made me feel like, you're white, you cannot do this rap, this is our music. The X-Clan kind of made you feel like that, talking on a Grand Verbalizer, what time is it, about how could polar bears swing on vines of the gorillas? It was a slap in the face. It was like, you're loving and supporting the music. You're buying the artist and supporting the artist. You love it and live it and breathe it. Then who's to say that you can't do it? If you're good at it and you want to do it, then why are you allowed to buy the records, but not allowed to do the music? That was the pro-black era. And there was that same sense of pride where it was like, if you weren't black, you shouldn't listen to hip hop. You shouldn't touch the mic. And we used to wear black and green. And in this album, he talks about wearing, was it shoes? Like, he threw out a pair of shoes because M.C. Shan, or Sean, M.C. Sean said that, or uh, spread a rumor uh, that um, that the, the Ku Klux, Klux Klan were responsible for uh, manufacturing troops, which I guess is a kind of shoe.
0: I guess it's a brand uh, of it, sneaker.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't true. But he threw away his shoes as a kid because he thought, that uh, he didn't want to be associated with the Ku Klux Klan. Um, and LL Cool J had, all, a,
0: had a deal with Troop at the time to like have a signature line of sneakers.
1: Right, and I guess there was some sort of feud and with another rapper, and he was trying to get at LL Cool J um, and subvert his influence or whatever, and he said that basically he was wearing Klan shoes. So that kind of sucks. But anyway, yeah. that's not the point of the part of the song. Um, and then he's talking about how, um, uh, X clan, um, uh, said exist in a state of red, black, and green with a key sissies. Um, and then him and his white friends would start wearing African symbols and medallions and wearing those colors. And, um, uh, people at the mall would say, you ain't even half black. You ain't supposed to have that. Homie, let me grab that. And that Flavor Flav clock, we're going to have to snatch that. Um, and then he says in the song that he was talking about how great X-Clan's tape is, but how but how racist, racist it is as well. I'm assuming he means racist against white people.
0: Yeah. Um, which
1: is not a concept that's... Um, <laughs> It's not real. I can under- <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay. So like the dictionary, I, maybe we should talk about this. The dictionary definition of race, there are multiple definitions of it. And one is that it's just a word to represent, um, a sta- it's a stand-in word for any kind of racial discrimination. Right. Um, but um, the there are many people who are fighting for the word racism to to refer specifically to um, racial prejudice that's weaponized in systems of power.
0: Right. Yeah. I I always go with the um, the definition from Beverly Daniel Tatum, um, scholar and academic who wrote uh, the book Why Are All the Blacks Kids Sitting Together at the Cafeteria, and she yeah. says racism is is simply a system of advantage based on race. Yeah. So I, I've been I've been trying to consciously say like uh, racial bigotry instead right. of like using the word racism for these kinds of things where there might be somebody who has a prejudice against white people or something.
1: Right. Yeah. And <sighs> I, I think that, um, I think that this use of it is, I mean, it's hard to say what his intention was. Um, but I think one of the main problems um, of people trying to use the word, the word racist is like, um, as far as some people are concerned, uh, like the worst slur that you can <laughs> like use against <laughs> someone. Yeah. And it has rhetorical power. White people want to be able to use the word racism to their own benefit, um, because the word holds so much rhetorical power. Um, but it subverts the power that it should have, which is talking about power systems. Right. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. Anyway, uh, I don't necessarily, I I feel like he just is actually just talking about prejudice and isn't necessarily trying to say that X-Clan is evil or something. He's just like, no, he's um, excluding me, which I I can can imagine. Eminem does a pretty good job at, I think, (laughs) at... Uh, doing hip hop and not uh, having like a huge chip on his shoulder about this, especially when people are like actively trying to prove that he's racist um, and to like smear him and things like that. And even in this song, he's just talking, he's just telling a story. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I don't know about this quote, you know, like i I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense a little bit and I would, uh, He's collaborated with so many black hip-hop artists and producers that obviously feel the same way. It's like, yeah, you should make this music because you're good at it. Right. You know, so. But, yeah. like, the the attitude and, of entitlement, you know, is sort of, I don't know, rose me the wrong way a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. In fact, there was one rapper, was it Nas, maybe, who said that, like, he doesn't even care if Eminem said the N-word uh, as if he was like giving him a pass for it. Right. Um, you know, you know, I, I made a link uh, on the
1: last episode to like video, a video that had surfaced, I think post album two or three with Eminem saying the N word. And I actually watched the video. Um, is that the one entire thing.
0: where he's on stage with the other rapper and all he's doing is chiming in with the other rappers lines.
1: Yeah, he's being, I don't know what the actual name for that is, but he's doing the Beastie Boys-esque thing. Well, right. That's not fair to say that. That's just like my main association <laughs> with it for some reason. Right. But that's in every every rap group does that, where you uh, sort of uh, put the text in bold and italicized by repeating the end of the line or like a portion of the line. Uh, he doesn't even repeat it. He right.
0: says it at the same time. as Well, the yeah, guy. yeah, that's what I
1: mean to say, yeah. yeah. So he's just like emphasizing it. And some of those lines have the N word in it. And I think that's an interesting sort of conundrum. Um, yeah, obviously he was invited to do that. And so, right. I'm sure some black folks would have an issue with that and would not want him to still not want him to do that. But, um, obviously it's a little more complicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw the same video and I had the same thoughts where I was like, yeah, I, I still don't feel great about this, but clearly the other rapper who, who is black, we should say, um, like invited him to come on stage and do this. And he's doing it in service of the other rappers music. Like he's, he's, he's just like an accessory to this guy's song. You know, it's not like, it's not like it's Eminem's song or he's writing or using that word for his own song. So more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah the 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 song the tape supposedly from the 80s or 90s where he drops the n-word was never acknowledged by Eminem and it's unclear if that was actually him
1: right and I do I do feel like to an extent there is not a statute of limitations in terms of years past but things that you do as a kid uh, should be should be judged differently yeah <laughs> not ignored but. I think they should be judged differently. Right. So I don't know if that was from when he was a kid or not, but
0: I mean, he's not how, I mean, he's not that old, right? Like when, I don't know. Like,
1: have we talked about, have we talked about that? He just came out with an album.
0: Like yeah. after we
1: started this season.
0: I, I don't think we have cause it, it hadn't come out until. Yeah. It was uh, just like a surprise. Yeah. It was yeah, not I, it's announced. It's perfect. Yeah. It just came out. I, the apparently 17th, it's really good. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Give us a little comfort so, to get it. I'm excited these to hear it. Bad albums. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to move on to the next song? Like Toy Soldiers? Uh yeah, I think we can talk about this one as well. Okay. While he's all over TV, now I'm talking a man who
2: literally saved my life like fuck it, I understand this is business, and this shit just isn't none of my business. I still know when this shit could pop off at any minute.
1: Does Does Polyphonic Spree cover that song?
0: I don't know. I was going to say it sounds like uh, the Passion Pit. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like some sort of like twee indie pop chamber music, <laughs> chamber pop band like does this song. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it sounds really familiar to me. Let me see. Not Toy Soldiers, but the, I mean, the original Toy Soldiers by L- L- Luis Resto.
0: Oh, Wait. It says the no, song samples Mar- Toy Soldiers by Martika.
1: That's what I meant to say. Martika. Yeah. So this is a song about rap beef. Mmm, beef. And how it, how he's sort of tired of it, I guess. He's talking about, um, in the first verse, how he tries to just sort of not let it affect him, um, but sometimes he has to engage with it. I guess Ja Rule said something about Haley in one of the songs. Oh shit. Uh, he said, M you claim your mother's a crackhead and Kim is a known slut. So what's Haley going to be when she grows up?
0: Yeah, that's not great. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, But then, yeah, I don't, it's unclear how Eminem reacted to it. Cause he says, I just lost it. So Yeah.
1: Uh, Apparently in the song "Super Ugly uh, Jay-Z claimed to have discarded used condoms on the car seat of Nass' daughter after having sex with her mother. He did in fact have a relationship with Nass' baby mama, but Jay's mom made him apologize for it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank God for moms.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Um, What the fuck would civilization
0: even look like if not for people like Jay-Z's mom?
1: Yeah, in uh, Blank Check, um, one of my favorite podcasts, and you've been listening to it too. Um, But uh, in in a recent episode, um, I think it may have been the the Joker episode about the most recent Joker movie.
0: Oh, I think I listened to that.
1: But Ben, uh, the producer who's become a co-host essentially, um, uh, he he just has a a call out to uh incel or like like um sort of radicalized uh like creepy internet troll people which is just uh, if you're listening to this and you like resonate with this joker shit like just go call your mom <laughs>
0: that's good advice just
1: go talk to your mom on the phone like uh and i i kind of appreciate that uh <laughs> I have some people in my life where I'm just like, just go call your mom.
0: <laughs> just fucking talk to your mom,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah, it's the one person who, I mean, still shouldn't have to put up with this, but is the one person who is has some responsibility and might actually be willing to do that. So, right. like, just talk to your mom. You obviously need to talk <laughs>
0: to your mom. <laughs> so. so, yeah. Um, anything else about this song? It's... He's just he. Mm-hmm. He's I don't talk, know.
1: Well, he keeps saying, "I never meant for anyone to get killed."
0: Yeah, he's.
1: But I don't think anyone did.
0: Not. F- I don't know because he he also says there used to be a time when you could just say a rhyme and wouldn't have to worry about one of your people dying, but now it's elevated because once you put someone's kids in it, the shit gets escalated. It ain't just words no more, is it? So he's yeah. he's making a lot of hay out of justifying whatever he did, which I still don't really know what he did. Uh, right. It's based on someone else talking about his daughter. Yeah.
1: All right. Should we talk about um, this uh, scathing, inc- incisive political song, Mosh?
0: Oh, totally.
2: It's way through the last half of his career, typical manure, moving past that. Mr. Kisses, ass crack. He's a class act proper pain yeah he just snaps back so come along follow me as i lead through the darkness i provide just enough spark that we need to proceed carry you give me hope give me strength come
1: with me and um it's not a very specific song but at the end the sort of point of he mostly talks about himself in the first verse yeah and then in the second one he's just saying all these people are gathered. We might as well come together under, you know, a common idea, which is, well, do you want to play the sample? The one where he appropriates the term rebel yell. Oh boy. And then they say, and then he says, fuck Bush. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until they bring our troops home. Etc. So, uh, and then, you know, third verse is about mosh pits outside the oval office.
0: Um, now uh, camera rebel yell That specifically refers to something the Confederates did. Is that right? Uh,
1: I believe so. Like, um, a, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm, su- I'm assuming it's some sort of like war,
0: war cry. Ah, apparently the sound of the yell has been the subject of much discussion. Great. Civil War soldiers, upon hearing the yell from afar, would quip that it was either Jackson or a rabbit, suggesting a similarity between the sound of the yell and a rabbit's scream. Rebel yell has also been likened to the scream of a cougar.
1: So it's some sort of, like, high-pitched piercing.
0: One description Uh. says it was a cross between a, quote, Indian whoop and a wolf howl. Okay yep uh there's there are some recordings of uh of confederate veterans performing the yell as a high pitched wa woo wah-woo-woo-hoo wah-woo-woo-hoo <laughs> great <laughs> oh very cool that uh, that's something you would name check
1: yeah so the third verse gets a little more specific um I mean, I, I feel like he's probably just doing it with without a lot of intention, the rebel yell thing. Oh, yeah. But I could see in another, like, in an alternate universe that he would be doing that as a sort of, like, on purpose to try to reclaim it or something.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, it has that much intentionality behind it.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, there's a part in the song where he says, maybe we can reach Al-Qaeda through my speech. Let the president answer a higher anarchy. I don't know what that means. Neither. Strap him with an AK-47. Let him go fight his own war. Let him imp- impress daddy that way. No more blood for oil. We got our own battles mm-hmm. to fight on our own soil. No more psychological warfare to trick us to thinking that we ain't loyal. I kind of, I really appreciate that one because that yeah. was like the main. I mean, I think I have a sound sample of that. The one that says jingoism.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, there we go.
2: Got our own battles to fight on our own soil, no more. Psychological warfare the trick is to thinking that we ain't loyal if we don't serve our own country. We're patronizing a hero. Look in his eyes,
1: it's all lies. So yeah, I appreciate that because that was I mean, I I remember being a kid and hearing people <laughs> hearing people um say that we weren't gonna say, um, french fries anymore
0: oh my god i can't believe people said that with a straight <laughs> face
1: because uh french people weren't supporting us was it our war in afghanistan or iraq i, I think I it was iraq yeah um yeah i remember yeah people in my life like all around me were just like yeah we're not gonna give them credit for these potatoes anymore and <laughs> <laughs> shit like that
0: <laughs> um so fucking stupid
1: And, yeah, and calling them Freedom Fries. And, yeah, I mean, but it's all part of that. You know, it's the um, if you're not with us, you're against us. And that being played out in households. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a wild time.
0: Yeah, and fucked over the Dixie Chicks. Yes. (coughs) All right. Um, Should we move on? Yes, we should.
1: Yeah. And uh, there's so many songs in this album, and oh, I w- yeah. I refuse to talk about them all.
0: Me uh, also. Th- too. They
1: get less interesting. I mean, I think so far these have been more or less interesting.
0: But uh, yeah, there's one called "Puke," gets, which he disses his. Uh, it's just Kim, yeah, right? Yeah, he just disses Kim a lot. I'm amazed that she got back together with him.
1: Did she really?
0: Yeah, dude. She like she's married him twice oh right we've talked about this yeah uh he has one called my first single which was i felt i had this strange thing where i was like am i kind of enjoying this i couldn't quite tell but let's listen to a sound sample
2: better watch what you say just when you thought you were saved them fuckers got you on tape you swear to god you just blame whether or not you was little joshua gosh i was shocked that i told you to not do the same because one day
1: there's part of me that kind of appreciates the the conceit of this song yep yep <laughs> uh, which i he basically says in in the chorus He's supposed to make a single, a super catchy one, and then he's just like, No, this isn't the one. I'm just gonna fuck around.
0: Yep. This but is But then
1: he does that for the rest of the album and it's really irritating. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> I yeah. mean this this must be one of the ones he wrote in twenty five minutes, <laughs> just trying to get a bunch of filler for the album because the songs had been leaked. Yeah. Yeah. Um I liked the flow in the verse. Uh and the rhythm was was pretty interesting. Um and then the, the just overt silliness of the chorus can, is, is kind of fun a little bit. <sighs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Do I have any sound samples of this? No. no. Um, there's another Paul skit.
0: You listen uh, to it? yeah. Listen, I just got a call from the label and you're probably not going to be surprised, but, um, Michael Jackson is extremely upset about the Just Lose It video. And, um, I mean, he's pissed. So I, I don't know what he's going to do, but we got to talk about how we're going to handle this. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, somebody told me that um, they heard a rumor that you got a new gun. Um, I know
1: a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed these skits. Like, I think the, <laughs> the world building of just this, like, uh, of this manager – or attorney just being like ah the money's so good but fuck <laughs> my life <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just can't be worth it. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's really funny. Uh, um and I don't know to what extent it's those are real or canned or what but like I think it's funny. So.
0: Yeah, if it's not real then he's doing a pretty good job uh, yeah, absolutely acting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you uh, have some sense samples for Rain Man. You want to talk about that one
1: oh yeah. Do the is this gay one.
2: The way that I stuck him up in between him and Lex Luthor. I killed Superman. I killed Superman. And how ironic that I'd be the bad guy, Kryptonite, the Green Chronic. Cause I ain't got no.
1: This is such a bizarre song. It's really weird. I, th- It feels like an ICP song. Yeah. With with contrived rhythms and et cetera.
0: Like, uh-huh. it's the whole package. And it's just like really hard to say what it's about. It's just like a bunch of stuff. Um, he's talking about how he's killed Superman.
1: Yeah, apparently he makes a bunch of Christopher Reeves jokes. I guess the guy who played... I never saw the Superman movies, but Christopher Reeves, I guess, was on a horse either recreationally or for another film. And he fell off and got paralyzed. Yeah. And then, you know, people make jokes about it sometimes, but other people are like, well, that's really insensitive. And yeah. it's sort of like the, the perfect thing to make jokes about and be insensitive about. Cause it doesn't actually harm anybody. It's just like playing off the, um, I don't know, uh, the delicate sensibilities of fans of a superhero
0: actor right yeah and then the the chorus is just weird i ain't got no legs or no brain nice to meet you hi my name is i forgot my name my aim was not to become what i became with this level of fame my soul is possessed by the devil my new name is rain man
1: i like, what there's something kind of interesting about it like it's not good musically <laughs> it's
0: but not, it's just like it's not good it's but not it uninteresting <laughs> it's a weird flex
1: yeah uh, um, do you want to do the whole verse, uh, gay panic verse? I would love it.
2: Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, I got a question if I may. Yeah. Is it gay <laughs> to play? Putt, putt golf with a friend. Yeah. And watches butt, butt when he tees <laughs> off. but but I ain't done gay. Footballer quarterback yells out. <laughs> put put while he reaches in another grown man's ass crabs on his nuts but just what if it was never meant it was just an accident but he tripped fell slipped in his penis winning his teeny tiny little round honey and he didn't mean it, but his little weenie flinch just a little bit and i don't need to go into any more details but what, what if he pictured it as a female's what is that gay i just need to clear things <laughs> up till then i just walk around with a manly strut because
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> it's like how how hyper specific it is, and like faux hypothetical it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, it's the same like MTV thing. Sex is not an accident. You yeah. Trip and fall and accidentally penetrate someone. Yeah.
1: And I I really I like the Dr. Dre being a sort of recurring a recurring character in these An songs. Like sometimes he's actually a guest, but in this one, he's just sampling him saying, what's up? Yeah. Like yeah. in response, like a crank phone call or something. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's really funny. Turkey boys. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And it, it doesn't feel homophobic to me. It feels so self-referential and the character that he's playing is just like, clearly, uh, clearly aroused by men, but doesn't want to be. And, um, is homophobic. And like,
0: I don't know. It feels more self-aware than some of the times that Eminem has talked about homosexuality. Yeah. And then the
1: last one, like the last line. So is that gay? I just need to clear things up till then I'll just walk around with a manly strut. And then he goes back into the chorus. Right. Um, there is something I guess I thought was funny in this song.
0: Oh, you, it says, uh, ha, 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 ha.
1: We'll see if I still do. Okay.
0: And I'm, I'm going to count the number of ha's just to make sure it's the same. It's four. I got it high five Nick Lachey stuck a pin in Jessica's head
2: and walked away and then she flew around the room like a balloon I grabbed the last can of chicken tuna out the trash can and Zuma headed straight back to the Neverland Ranch with a peanut butter jelly chicken tuna sandwich <laughs> and I ain't even gotta make no goddamn sense I just did a whole song and I didn't say shit <laughs> <laughs> I-
0: well he's not wrong <laughs>
1: I don't know. I I kind of appreciate the audacity of it, and it's once again, it's like it feels like it should be offensive, but it's not particularly because it's just absurd. Yeah, and it's just like referencing things, and it's like adjacent to being offensive, and uh, and the flow is good.
0: Yeah, and it's so it's kind of fun yeah, and I, silly and. I headed straight back to the Neverland Ranch with a peanut butter jelly chicken tuna sandwich. <laughs> he reprimed sandwich with Neverland Ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there was an infamous exchange uh, between Nick, was it Lachey? Late. How is that? I forget how it's pronounced. Lachey, yeah. Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, where apparently Jessica Simpson uh, confused chicken and tuna. Because of the oh, brand name Chicken, chicken of the, of the Sea. Yeah. So that's why Eminem is talking about the last can of chicken tuna out the trash can. Ah, gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but I used to be a big fan of, um, what's it called? The Sing-Off, which was an acapella band, uh, like, s- singing competition televised. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick Lachey was the host of it. And... He was so charming and he was just like the most lovable little puppy dog. Aww. And he regularly said unscripted things that the, uh, that the, 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 uh, what am I trying to say? That the judges of the singing contest would not really know how to react to. (laughs) And it was so fun. Like I really enjoyed him uh, in that show because of uh, just, I don't know (laughs) how guileless he was, but in, I don't mean that to be mean, but just like him trying to talk to Ben folds, Mm -hmm. who is like sort of the opposite, who is just like performative eruditeness. Oh yeah. so like it was fun
0: wait speaking of uh people who have said the n-word uh yes ben folds in a very okay, very cool so, cover of um i forget with a rap song some rap song he just uh says the n-word so do you know who else
1: says the n-word and this might be a shocker paul of Tompkins.
0: <gasps> what yep oh my god uh,
1: yeah, there's only one case that I know of where he says it, and it wasn't that long ago. Uh, but it was for the podcast, um, the Dead Authors Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast where he oh. plays, um, what's it, uh, Jules Verne, I believe, right? And that's who wrote Time Machine, right?
0: Uh, H.G. Wells wrote Time Machine.
1: Oh, he plays H.G. Wells, and he makes fun of Jules Verne all the time mm. as that character. That's right. Okay, he plays H.G. Wells, and he interviews other um, other dead authors plucked from time in front of a live audience, um, and it's all just improv comedians, um, and it's a mixture of improv comedy and like character work and actual like history, um, and it's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And there's one episode where uh, I believe it's Matt Gorley is playing Carl Sagan as a guest host. And he interviews Paul F. Tompkins being Mark Twain. And Paul F. Tompkins as Mark Twain reads all of these ex- ep- excerpts from his books and oh. uh, humorous essays and stuff. Uh-huh. And throughout the entire episode even though he's read a bunch of Huckleberry Finn stuff, he doesn't say the N word at all, even though the N word is all over Huckleberry Finn. And at the end of the episode, um, uh, (laughs) uh, Carl Sagan's, uh, you know, says, well, do you have any like, you know, final, final words, uh, anything else you want to say to the audience? And Mark Twain says, "Uh, sure. Uh, Knock, knock. Carl Sagan says, who's there? And Mark Twain says, "Orange." And Mar- oh. uh, Carl Sagan says, uh, "Orange shoe." And he says, "Aren't you glad I didn't say?" And then he says the end word, <laughs> and then the episode. Ends. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Ooh. I don't and, know how I feel uh, about
1: that. I don't know how I feel about it either. I think it's, I think it's funny <laughs> because he's obviously playing on the awkwardness of like uh, this person being f- plucked from time and it being, you know, how do you do this character? And then he goes, It it reminds me of the Simpsons movie when Bart Simpson is skateboarding oh, yes. down the street <laughs> naked. Yeah. And there's all these elaborate ways that his penis is covered. And then he's going, he's skateboarding, uh, by this fence and the cameras on the other side of the fence. And then there's a board missing and you get a good one second of his little boy penis. Yeah. Um, and just the the way it's constructed is like oh yeah i was feeling tense about this this whole time and you totally acknowledged it and it's like kind of beautifully constructed in the stupidest way like saying like doing an orange aren't you glad i didn't say banana right version, yeah, yeah but with the n word uh, but i but it's <laughs> it's like is that the exception of like the the is he the comedian that has the white comedian who's a found a way to like actually effectively make a joke using the n word in a way that isn't offensive and is actually funny and is like, or is it just another example of a person trying to find an excuse to say the n word like like Louis C K does
0: but yeah. to way less I don't effect. know I don't know I f- I, I, feel
1: like I laughed because I, it was tense, mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I feel it. like I trust Paul Tompkins more than a lot of white male comedians to be. Well, he's the king pole. of the whites. He is the king of the whites. That's <laughs> as, right.
1: As as yo is this racist has, has
0: dubbed him. Right. Yeah. Um. Shit. But I. I don't know. I don't think I can condone that. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I'd maybe be in context. Definitely not. But still, it's like, ugh. Damn. Uh, also, real time follow up. Um, Ben Folds, the cover of the song Bitches Ain't Shit. And at least according to Genius, apparently Ben Folds doesn't say the N-word. Someone named Lindsay Jamieson does. Like just
1: (laughs) in the recording, just like chimes in?
0: Uh, No, it's it's only in the one verse. It's in verse two. There's a couple instances of it. And uh, apparently... They're all attributed, at least on the Genius, to Lindsey Jameson.
1: Is this a real person?
0: I do not know. I tried a Google image search, and I didn't really see anything. Um,
1: apparently, Lindsey Jameson. uh, Apparently, Lindsey Jameson is is drummed for Ben Folds, and I'm looking at a headshot, and he's definitely white.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: So Ben Folds is just complicit.
0: Mm. Oh, and but someone didn't on the do it
1: him, he didn't pull the trigger. Uh,
0: well. He just loaded the gun. Someone on the sub the Ben Folds subreddit said uh both of them, him and Lindsay Jameson, were saying it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, but Ben Folds was invited to say it in the <laughs> So it's <laughs> Oh
0: boy. <laughs> oh God. What a bad episode. <laughs> At least I'm being bad on this episode. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so low energy. I'm sick.
1: Yeah. It's not even like really what this like album is sort of about. It's just I don't know. There's yeah. So we have talked about some interesting songs, but like that's this is really only like half of the album. Yeah. There are 20 tracks on the non-deluxe version. Too many. And it really the like like to use his own words, the wheels come
0: off. Yeah um do we want to talk about just lose it
1: well yeah i'm hungry i want to go eat dinner with my family uh and i think we should talk about just lose it and then call it
0: okay yeah here we go it's the first single off this album actually yeah this is the
2: one my cd just skipped and everyone just heard you let one rip now i'm gonna make you dance get your chance yeah boy shake that ass oops i mean girl 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 well, you know you're my world all right now lose it ah! just lose it. Ah! Don't
0: it yeah
1: this is probably his like silliest song i mean it has pb herman samples constantly yep or it might be actually him doing an impression uh, him making more jokes about gay panic. Mm hmm. Um, as you heard, Oh, by the way, so I watched the music video for this. Um, and when he says, um, what, what's the oops, I mean, uh, where is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, shake that ass. Whoops. I mean, girl, 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 girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, you didn't watch the music video, did you? No. Okay. So he has all of these kids, like doing hip hop dancing. And like at one point in the video, there's like a eight year old boy, maybe 10 who's doing like a hip hop dance and is shaking his ass in that. in (laughs) during one of those moments and then he says, whoops, I mean girl. And then it switches to like a 10 year old girl hip hop. And it's, (laughs) Uh. so it's like very literally like not man or woman. It's like boy and girl.
0: Um man, I there are so many things we've talked about on this episode that have made me so profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um <coughs> Yeah, so the music video, there's a lot of cameos. Um uh there's a lot of Eminem dressed as MJ. Um, And doing Michael Jackson dancing. And at one point he loses his nose on the dance floor and looks like a Skellington.
0: um, Talking about low hanging fruit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's jerky boys visualized.
0: Um, uh, Not also, not only that, but like to take, take like the, one of the main like outward signs of how profoundly damaged this man was. And well, yeah, you know, and like how he, he kept trying to, make himself fit this like image in his head, uh, right. which I mean, not to be an armchair psychiatrist, but I'm sure it stemmed from the massive amounts of childhood trauma that his father put him through. Right. Yeah. That, the, the patriarch of the Jackson family was real bad man. Yeah. Constantly beating his kids.
1: Yeah. I think he also is Gwen Stefani in drag for a moment. Uh, in the music video, so, I think they reference 8 Mile in this song. They do,
0: yeah. Oops. Down in verse 3, I
1: think? Oh, yeah. Now, this is the part where the rap breaks down. It gets real intense. No one makes a sound. Everything looks like it's 8 Mile now. The beat comes back and everybody loses themselves. Now, snap back to reality. Look, it's a bee rabbit. Yo, you signed me up to battle. I'm a grown man. Chubba, chubba, chubba,
0: chubba, 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 chubby.
1: And then Teletubbies, fellas, fellas, grab your left nut, make your right one jealous. What?
0: Huh. Cameron, you know, I wonder if this song was written in 25 minutes as a filler track to make up for all the the leaked songs. He literally says, chubba, 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 chubby. I don't have any lines to go right here. So chubba, Teletubby. Yeah. It's almost as if this is one of those hastily written filler songs. But it couldn't yeah. possibly be. This is the first single, right? Yeah.
1: Um. There's a lot of him running naked down the street, and I do have to say, he's a very.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I he's can't a very wait beat- to see where he, this
1: goes. He's a, he's a very attractive man. Like I haven't really seen a picture of him in a long time, but like he has like washboard abs, and he kind of has like a pretty face, shredded and like, like lettuce. Like, i forgot that he was like charismatic to look at um which is kind of strange when he's being such a little stinker right i don't know um but like oh yeah that's probably part of the reason why he's popular is because people are like attracted to him
0: ain't i a stinker yeah
1: all right just lose it that that's it um we lost it let's uh
0: stop (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember, like, any of the songs from the second half of the album.
1: Yeah, um, there's a hateful song I seem to remember called Spend Some Time. Um, And it's, oh, yeah, it's just talking about, like, unfaithful women, I think. Uh, And it sucks. It's almost just as bad as Foolish Pride, but, you know, without the overt racism... Um, there's a song to Haley called Mockingbird where he sings by you Mockingbird like that song. Right. Yeah. Say darling, say,
0: yeah.
1: Um, there's a song about shooting up a club. It's Uh, pretty upsetting. Yeah. Not great. And then, uh, yeah, I don't really remember the rest of it. So yeah, uh, this is a real bummer. I don't know what to expect for next week. Um, but you know he says that he didn't get clean until 2008 Mm. that being said there was some there were some good moments in here so maybe there will be some good art made while like in a valley where he's like sober Mm -hmm. I don't know or maybe he'll be super high but interested in trying because he's embarrassed
0: by this album I don't know we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see I guess we'll see Uh, and the next let's see the next uh, what's the next album called I had it in front of me. It's called Relapse. Oh no, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. <laughs> no, but it's it's about like him getting clean. I think at least oh, at least really? partially. Wait,
1: when is the next album?
0: Two thousand nine, I think.
1: Oh well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's Relapse. Two thousand
0: nine. I assumed that,
1: that maybe there would be a little more. Okay, well, great. That's good news. Hopefully, it's good then.
0: Yeah, it says on Wikipedia, following a four-year hiatus from recording due to his writer's block and an addiction to prescription sleepy medication.
1: There you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully we won't have to deal with this bullshit <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry I'm so low energy tonight. Sickness will do yeah, it, too. Yeah, this was rough, this is rough also, for me. Also, <laughs> rough album. Bad. <laughs> Didn't help us make a good show about it. Uh, but... Yeah. Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Go on our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Give us Just give us a review. And on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. And then also just give us some money. We want money. Um, shout out to a new supporter who just signed up in the last day or two i'm definitely oh, really? not stalling waiting for my email program to open up to make sure that i actually get the name i right. didn't get that alert uh yeah you might have i don't know the email might be all fucked up or whatever might not be forwarding to you right now so you're welcome i guess uh sorry i'm still pulling it up it is and we're so excited to shout them out next week <laughs> nicholas ramirez
1: Oh great! Thanks, hey, Nicholas. Thanks, Nicholas. You
0: are the wind beneath our wings, and you get access to this really, these really cool bonus materials. Like uh, every week, we have a little mini extra podcast called "What's in the Box Weekly." What was in the box this week, Cameron?
1: Well, uh, I talked about having an instant pot, and you talked about what did you talk about again? You talked about a movie, a movie called Knives Out. Oh, yes. You reviewed Knives Out. It's a great movie. We just had a fun little warm-up chat, and you can hear it if you're a supporter. And we're going to cover 8 Mile. We haven't done a movie episode in a while. I don't think since Mamma Mia.
0: No, yeah. You're right. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. At some point, we should do Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I actually do want to see it because <laughs> I enjoyed Mamma Mia so much. Oh,
0: really? I don't recall you enjoying. Yeah, it. I mean, I didn't say
1: it was good. I said I enjoyed oh, it.
0: Oh, okay. I remember the, the flippers the guys in the, doing their weird dance in the flippers yeah all right well all right until next week everyone i've been nathan hunt and sorry for all the racism but i do hate women and will never apologize for it
1: <laughs> i've been camera to it and i'm going to do some problematic old time kung fu clock. <laughs> all right i
0: must leave yeah sorry so uh, will late. you
1: send me upload that stuff as soon as
0: possible asap it's a sap okay cool and i'll get it ready okay have a night bye bye yeah you too bye